We good? Yes, sir. Cheers, brother. Oh, yeah? You're you cracking a beer? I'll crack a beer with you. Well, you were working when I was mostly sipping my coffee, yeah. so you can move to your own place. Plus, it'll sound good when you crack a beer open on the mic. It will. That's true. Very good point. Mm. We recording? Yeah. Mm. Let's see it. Let's, let's see the tattoo. All right. Mm. Well. Bum, ba, ba, ba. Wow. Wow, that's Andy Griffith. Yeah, dude. That is an interesting tattoo. What was the motivation behind it? Andy Griffith, man. We all grew up with him. Now, he, uh, I got it because uh, he's a righteous man. It looks good. Who did the artwork? Uh, a fella named Mason. Um, I can't remember his last name right now. It's escaping me. In Salt Lake City? Yeah. So he li- he spends like half the year in Salt Lake and half the year in Iceland. He travels a lot. Like he's managed to make a really good living doing this, obviously. Um, yeah. And he's got a shop he just opened in Salt Lake. pretty, pretty serious. Sick. Yeah. What That's nice. I like it a lot. Are you going to finish the whole sleeve? Yeah, for sure. I think I'm going to do like a uh, Paul, you know, Paul Newman? No. You never heard of Paul Newman? I think I've heard the name. I'm not quite sure, though. Yeah, he has the salad dressings and stuff. He's an old... <laughs> he's an old time actor. I think he's I got the motherfucker now. in the fridge yeah. right now. Um, no, so he's in an old movie called Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. And I can't think of the female act- actress's name in it. It's based on Tennessee Williams play, which this is a Tennessee Williams play. Mm-hmm. Turn it to a movie, and then that'll be a Tennessee Williams. Are you gonna put a spider web on your elbow like you've been to prison? Yes. Okay. How else do you tie in artwork? That's true. Then through spider web, either that or a tribal. Yeah. No, or or a stairway to heaven. Just yeah. Stairs up or down, all around. That if you could put some stairs, that would be, would be interesting. The the elbow doesn't tattoo well, so it's like best to, like leave it light or do stuff that just has a hard line through it. Mm-hmm. Put your nanny's birthday on there, your ex-girlfriend's <laughs> name. Meemaw. How was the flight from Salt Lake here? I know you've been going a lot of places real quickly. Yeah, it was uh, delayed, but we made it happen. Delta was a mess yesterday. As you know, our friend Danny was also <coughs> delayed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because there's a... Uh, but it, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, there's an event coming up, and we'll get to that later, but... I do think, you know, here we are, tip for tat, with Tommy B and AC My in the flesh. I can't believe, we did it. We got together. It's going down right now. And First it's, one. It's, it's the beginning of a journey, a trip, and uh, I'm glad we made it happen. Tip for tat with Tommy B, that's me, and AC. From I'm raising my hand. I'm raising, you can't see, but I'm raising my hand. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, so I, I just showed, uh, Tommy, my, my tattoo. I just got some new ink last week up in this mug. I tattooed my forearms like a degenerate. I showed both my parents. They weren't too upset. It was okay. You'll never get a job. No, you'll, you'll never work again. Never. He, he's going to have to get a job down at the city now and cover his arms every week. Uh, he's going to have to wear a, a, a turtleneck. He'll look like a, like a Steve Jobs sort of a character. <laughs> Turtleneck. Wow. 
I think everybody owned a turtleneck. Why don't you explain where we're at and what and how this whole thing's working? Okay, yeah. So the whole reason we're here, the whole reason we created this thing cause, is because you and I like to pop off. We're old friends from college, right? We met yeah. in college at East Tennessee State University. Yeah. We're in Knoxville, Tennessee right now. It's a fine, fine Friday morning. Yeah, right here. A fine here Friday morning. In the living room. And there's at Tommy's a lot of, house. A lot of things represented on the table. Yellow walls. Um, some we'll get into and some we won't. Yeah, like yellow walls. <laughs> um, yeah, some we'll touch on, some we won't. We got some coffee here. Uh, we got a spritzer to keep the cats away. Mm-hmm. Got a little, uh, got a bottle opener for um, hard hard times, baby, for hard times now. <laughs> we got a sugar, um, I don't know what you'd call it, a sugar um, dish. Dish Bowl. Uh, from uh, Zamora, Michoacan, Mexico. Oh, really? Yeah. That's really cool, man. You know, one of my favorite things to do is in my spare time is try to emulate Bruce Buffer. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time! <laughs> I, I feel like I should have been a ring announcer. You th- that's your, like, real calling? I, I would love for it to be my calling. Yeah. If that could happen, that would be extraordinary. Well, we'll have to get put you in touch with Bruce Buffer. He's just going to have to hear you through this. That's really cool that you've got this in Mexico, though. I, Brett, Brett has a his, Hispanic wife. Brett married into the Hispanic lifestyle. Culture. Culture. Uh-huh. And it's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's awesome. I've only got to taste it sometimes when I'm here, and I mean taste it literally, but I mean figuratively as well. Just like be around uh, your wife and her her people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As I um, sip on a Negro Modelo. Oh yeah, yeah. That, keep, I'd like to get in partnership with in the them fridge. someday. <laughs> I represent them well most times. So uh, it's it's no. I've, I'm not knocking knocking the knocking. Not the right. Negra Modelo, uh-huh. but uh, Corona, what was it? No, no, it was Bud Light Lime. Mm. Do you remember Bud Light Lime I that remember, we drank? I remember an incident with Bud Light Lime yeah, in uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. <laughs> a real classy uh, joint we were staying at. Uh, <laughs> about s- maybe circa 2012, I'm not sure. Yeah. Me and you and Brian, uh, one of our good friends, uh, embarked on a mission. And um, <laughs> and a mission we found that could be a, a topic for a later day that may take up a lot of time. I mean, a that's lot. true. That's very true. Um, and just to let everyone know, I think we we would need to just describe each other. I don't know. Give a a background of each other. So I'll let you start that off, and then I'll follow up. Oh man, I, I'm talking about myself, or I'm giving I'm introducing you. Well, I think you. We should introduce each other from a different perspective. I think so too. I think uh, this is your this is Tommy boy, Tommy B. Tommy B. From South Jersey. South Jersey, also Alcoa, Tennessee. Tennessee, Southern Tennessee. I guess I don't know. I don't really know directions, guy. Go ahead. Just it's it's all right. Outside of Knoxville, he was a top tier athlete in uh, in in high school, Uh, all region, all district. (laughs) All state, all uh, uh, nationals. National just, team. Yeah, four two forty on one leg. The kid was unbelievable. The kid had talent. A lot of talent. He was only five foot nine, and that was with wet hair. And and I'm telling you, he could jump like like Spud Rucker. 
and that's not even like a real Carl ba- Lewis in '88. That's not even a real basketball player, Spud Rucker. But he, he sounds like a guy that can jump and and leave a dollar bill at the top of the backboard and and, and take four quarters off or something something like that. Along those lines. <laughs> something along those lines. Anyway, uh, no, you're from you're from Alcoa, uh, Tommy, a native Knoxvillian, and still reps Knoxville to this day. That's where I live. Yeah. I like the city. But we met in Johnson City, Tennessee, man. Yeah, um, we did. Which is which is where shit went down for a few years. East Tennessee State University is a beautiful place um, for for anyone, but we 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 turned the city upside down, and I think that's where we met. I'm not quite sure the the moment that we met, but I do know that our friends... Me either. We're dudes, so we can't remember those like exact romantic moments. It had to be at the estate. I'm sure it was. And the estate was a... Um, a pl- an old plantation home. Yeah. Dilapidated. And it was... It, it was um, sort of like a, a home to a lot of people. Even people who didn't live there, uh, like myself, um, where you just show up and, and there was a gang of us that were um, borderline... Suspect in a lot of areas. It's <laughs> <laughs> a uh, gang of ne'er do wells. <laughs> what it was, it and got, uh, it got out of control. Oftentimes, we would hang out at the estate, uh, and I didn't live there either. Tommy didn't live there, but we would hang out at the estate with our friends who who did occupy the place. It was like what three, four bedrooms. Three in or it. four people yeah. lived in there. Yeah, we had a friend named Peeps. He was from NorCal. Yeah, uh, a good homie. We got a. Uh, uh, Tuck, who's a really gangly... A gangly youth. A gangly youth. A sprightly youth. Yeah. Um, nah, he's he's a serious like businessman now. He's, he's a... Involved in various upper, happenings. Yeah, he's upper management. I don't know if you've heard the last couple years. <laughs> I need years. to speak to upper management now. <laughs> well, he's the man who walks out when you ask to speak to upper management. <laughs> Excuse me. There's nothing like an old southern woman who's overweight and upset with the establishment that she's visiting she's just it's it's gold like <laughs> if you encounter that just, and you just get satisfied i know you don't see a lot of that now that you're in uh utah but dude living in the south is a trip man it is i miss it <laughs> i miss it in a lot of ways like people like raise their eyebrows at me when i when i say wrecking and, and, and stuff like that they get amused at it can't say i blame them but, I mean, if I had to describe you to the people, um, sort of an artist, sort of a poet, sort of a uh, freelance wild person that is off by themselves, doing their own thing, exploring. Uh, so that's kind of what AC would encompass to me. And myself, um, kind of the flip side, a family man. Um, but I equally like to have a good time. Um, and we're just excited to bring this Dude, podcast and the, together. And, and you're going to get both of those angles. You're just going to get a man's take from a family man. You're going to get a man's take from a, a lone wolf. A, like From a family man. A family man. Classic family man. Tommy over here. Sit down here, Joseph. Let me talk to you about your future. <laughs> Joseph, I seen the marijuana in your sock drawer. We need to talk about who's who's hanging out in your area. Who's who's influencing you? This is junior high. Imagine high school, son. Joseph, I don't like the boys you're running around with. You're setting a bad precedent for yourself, son. You're not setting yourself up for success. See, that's that's what's great about the English language is 
you have like the southern dialect and then you have a northeast dialect and then you have a bunch of different things. California. California, dude. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I don't know what that is. Have you seen that old bit on SNL of the Californians where they give each other directions and stuff? It's really good. Kristen Wiig's in it. And they, they do, they go, California, I can't even get it on the 405 at 5. It's impossible. <laughs> You're going to have to take back that. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is just good to be doing it, man. It's good to be doing it. Good to be here, not at work today. Dude. Um, um, which is good. <clears throat> yes. I was off work yesterday, and it was a travel day. Mm-hmm. But, like, now starts the weekend, and I'm ecstatic about that. Yeah. There, uh, Gervonta Davis fight's coming up soon, by the way. Mm. That boy is nasty. Excuse me. Excuse me. Javante Davis, I, I want him to fight Lomachenko. Yeah. I don't know if their weight That's, classes line up, but I think they're close. They're close enough. Everybody wants to see that. I think Lomachenko, I know that's your boy. Um, yeah. Just to set this straight, we're huge boxing fans. Yeah. Um, you're going you're gonna to hear that from time to time. Teddy Atlas. Yeah, Teddy Atlas and uh, you know everybody about that. I mean, we like boxing. The heavyweight division is great. There's other good boxers. You're talking about... I, I feel like AC's favorite is Lomachenko, and it pisses me off because I think... He's a Ruski. He's I know. I think, he's, I think he's very quick. I think he's very good defensively. Yeah. But I think he lacks power and lacks any real opponent on his resume. Oof. Oof. I want him to fight some what really good Doug? champions. But he's still young. I mean, I agree. I, I think he's still young. But... If he fights Gervonta, I think he would beat him. But I want to. I want him to fight people like that. I want him to okay. fight Gervonta Davis. I want him to fight maybe Mikey, Mikey Garcia Mikey. at one thirty-five or one forty. Like he's gonna have to move up a little bit and wait to fight. Like I want him to move up to like one forty-five, one forty-seven, and fight. That's awfully big. Danny Garcia, Earl Spence Jr., yeah. all these people. Like there's a lot of good people in that region. Like this weekend, I'm pretty sure Keith Thurman and Manny Pacquiao fight. And oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Have you have you been following that at all? Not at all. So they did a like a face off thing or like a promo video um, like recording and yeah. like conversation and he's yeah, you know Manny Pacquiao know. is very religious. Yes. Um yes. he's a Christian, very religious good man, gives back to the Philippines all the time, all that good stuff. And Keith Thurman said, "So you're a religious man, right?" And then I think I'm 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 not quoting him exactly, but I think he said, "I'm going to crucify you." Yeah, and you can just see, man, I don't think that was the right thing to say to Manny Pacquiao, man. You just woke up one of the best boxers of all time and gave yeah. him, like, the utmost motivation. Yeah. I, I know don't... he's, like, 40 years old or something along those lines, but, dude, I, I got to feel But that's how you rub a dude wrong. You don't want to do that. Talk about wanna... his woman, talk about his religion, like... Yeah. He, he, might, he, might, he might break bad on you in a ring. It could be bad. Dude, okay, I don't, I don't mean to interrupt the... Uh... The flow of the boxing here, but I just said break bad. It was, I wasn't trying to shoehorn this in. I met. I have to, I have to tell everybody this. I yeah. met Aaron Paul on my flight. He was on my flight from Salt Lake to Atlanta. That's pretty cool. So late last night, uh, just chilling in the Salt Lake airport. Uh, I just see this dude, and he's wearing like a green tunic and like green pants. It's like women's pants. It's it's kind of far out, but like, what do you do when you have fifty million dollars or whatever it exactly. is, right? Like, do what you want to do. Um, and he was really cool. I just shook his hand. I said, "Aaron." I was so nervous, like when I walked up to him. Aaron. Aaron. Uh, <laughs> is that you, Aaron? You just and, creep uh, up to him and go. 
and he like Aaron. I, I saw him like take a breath before he looked up because mm-hmm. he was just like okay I have to interact with a fan right yep. and that's part of his life but he just goes yeah uh, and I was like hey man this nice to me and I stuck my hand out you know what I mean I shake his hand and I was like can I can I get a picture with you and he goes yeah sure sure he was nice about it but he right. was just traveling like everybody else he was sitting on the floor at the Salt Lake City Airport you know what I mean by himself by himself solo. I yeah, he, he he met somebody else. Like he was by himself, but he sat with somebody else on the plane. That's like I think that was, you know, affiliated with him in some way. You try to lug a couple beers back there to him on the plane. <laughs> yeah. Here, Mister Paul, have a couple beers on me. Have a couple light beers, Mister Paul. How about a couple donuts, Mister Paul? Hey, hey, if 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 movies like Passenger Fifty Seven have have taught me anything, it's that there is a hatch that allows us to move freely throughout the aircraft. That's true. Okay, so that's that's a that's a sunny quote. You're gonna hear those from time to time. Those will crop up. Kind of influenced a lot by a lot of different things, but one of them is most certainly always sunny, which I think completely ruined our entire um, gang of friends <laughs> <laughs> in college. Where we were just lawless. We were just out of control. It's true. So shout out to Rob McElhenney yeah, and Caitlin Olson and, and Charlie yeah. and Glenn. All those. And shout out to Johnson City, Tennessee, because oof. It got out of control multiple yeah. times. College is a great place, um, but we we transform things, um, and and I'm, we're going to dedicate a session to that alone. The college days. We're going to dedicate a session to <laughs> the middle school years. There's oh, going to be a lot oh, of different things we touch on. The middle school years. You're going to get all the firsts, all the good ones, all yeah, the big ones, all the is, hits, all the classics. Yeah, all the hits, and it's going to be out of control because there's a lot of stuff that happened. I mean, I'm 32 years of age now, so that yeah, seems like I'm a lifetime ago. Yeah, 29. Okay, I never knew that. I feel like I, feel like I know you like a brother, but I was like, I don't know. I turned. I, if I, I would have guessed, I would have guessed like 28 or 30. Yeah, yeah. But right, smack dab in the middle. Smack dab. Smack dab like in even the middle. Numbers. All right, so how about that uh, bottle opener there? Yeah, yeah that's that a over? that's a pineapple. Um, yeah, a golden pineapple. That's yeah, that's fresh. It's gifted by a, a friend named Ashley, um, and uh, who is the the lady friend of our friend Corey, which you'll probably hear about. Right, well. right. I've I've met those. I'm sure. I, those I bet the next time you meet Corey will be at the UT BYU game when you come in town. Yeah, yeah. Cheers. Which uh, will be out of control. Cheers. Go Vols. Go Vols. Avid so, ball yeah. football fans. Yeah. Fans. Go Big Orange. I'm a fan. Fan of everything. We the, tear up at the John at the Kenny Chesney John Ward song. We do. And what, the, what are you going to do? One he of the, said 2015, <laughs> 10 and 5. <laughs> Your voice was And we could see. That's a classic. And, and Tennessee football is sort of a way of life. Um, every time that we get together and go to a game is usually a magical experience um, navigating our way through campus, which gets a little... Um, out of hand from time yeah, to time. Out of sorts, and um, it's a it's yeah, a y'all might catch scene. us before a game at the Sunspot. So mm-hmm. might so. catch me in McClung Museum um, <laughs> exploring. Um, it's a true story. I catch us outside of dorms, just chilling under the torch, just yeah. tying my shoes. Yeah, you know. tying your shoe and um, and exploring uh, realities that um, are oftentimes missed. So, I mean, we've had some great times, man, and and I think. What we were touching on earlier kind of struck home with me. I want to talk about the heavyweight division. Yeah, yeah, back to boxing. I want to talk about 
Because I'm passionate AJ. about it. I'm passionate about it. I think Anthony Joshua, Deontay Wilder, who was Luis Ortiz, Andy Ruiz, and who am I missing here? Who am I missing? Tyson. Tyson Fury. The Gypsy King Fury. I think he's the true champ. I think. I think I think he's number one. I think he's the lineal champ, which is was something I figured out the other day. I watched the movie Cinderella Man with Russell Crowe. Phenomenal film. <laughs> Phenomenal screenplay. Watched that, and I realized that like James J. Braddock went back to all like the first lineal champ was in like the nineteen or excuse me the eighteen eighties or something along those lines. And that person beat another person, beat another person, and the title just kept going. And James Braddock won it, Max Bear won it, Joe Lewis won it, Joe Frazier, I'm pretty sure, George Foreman. All these people that kept going up the line, and I think yeah. Mike Tyson had it, I think Lennox Lewis had it, and now Tyson Fury is still considered the lineal champ from when he won it from Klitschko. So like, they yeah. say that's the like the, the main belt. I mean, I always looked at the WBC belt. The green belt is like the... The sexy one or whatever, Correct. but yeah, Tyson Fury. I also feel like he's just the best in that division because that dude can box. Me he's six nine, two sixty, and he's he's just built like an orangutan, dude. His arms are so long. He's just a natural boxer. The way he moves, he moves like a much lighter man, like a much lighter boxer. Yeah, he's way fleet of foot to be the shape he is. You know what I mean? Um, but Tyson Fury, you're right. He has the best boxing story, man. Yeah. Like he was, he hit, he went rock bottom for yeah. a couple years. That dude and his wrong. wife, like, they were, but his marriage was in a bad way and everything. And he, I mean, I, I just listened to an interview recently uh, where he came on Joe Rogan for like an hour, right? And he just said, he was like, I got to get my shit together. And he just changed it in a day, yeah. in a day. Like, yeah, that's that's, that's the thing that makes a great boxer is like, or or. or maybe a good achiever generally is like they can make that decision and then that's it's done that decision's made so he just knew he was going to be back on top again and he did it like i mean well i say he did it he lost he lost a wilder wilder but people saw that fight people want to see he didn't lose it was a draw well that's i don't think he lost some people would think that some people would say that apologies yeah you're right but, I mean, maybe you feel that way, and I, I'm not mad at that, because I no, think you can call it either was. way, because Wilder did get a knockdown in yes. the 12th round, which was pretty significant, and then Fury, I feel like, won on the cards. I mean, I do think the draw was justified on that, but, dude, you're right. It's always that, tough to have a draw in a big heavyweight fight, though, man. Nobody, it, nobody wants to see that. But it gives anticipation for a second fight. It does. It does. You wonder if the boxing schemers came up with that one. Boxing is not known as a clean sport Mm-mm. by any stretch of the imagination. I would love to hear what not quite judges, high lie, but what judges say to each other after a fight. Yeah, we're gonna go on with the draw right here, baby. We don't want we don't want anything to come back on us, so we're gonna call it a draw, baby. Go on put your cards down right there. Put your cards down. Put put your mark down. Put that eight. Put that eight. We got twenty K riding on it. You wanna lose your car? You wanna lose your house? Twenty K. No, See, that's where like people with language and slang and everything. dude, who invented the first language? How did that shit happen? Like, isn't that something wild that's to think about? Out. That's, that's super that's, far out. That teases your brain right there. Like, who made up the first word? I don't know how that works. There was a point at which people were just looking, making noises like deaf folks mm-hmm. in a room, right, but, just yeah. uh, trying to get, <laughs> just trying to get there. <laughs> 
<laughs> moaning and clicking and clacking their way through. Like cause... my daughter. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Dude, she'll pick up a book, and which I'm, I love that she loves books. She'll pick yeah, it up and act like she's reading it. It's a trip having a little girl around, man. That's amazing, dude. I, you know, I'm, I'm an uncle to two nieces, so there's... That's that's great that we have these these little girls in our lives. Like mm-hmm. they're blessings is a word that you use more than I would, but I, that's truly like what they are. It's dude, yeah, she changed my life. It's pretty cool, like seeing a little person develop. Like she's eleven months, eleven and a half months. Birthday's on the thirty first, and what, uh, eleven days, twelve days, something like that. Okay, okay. And, dude, she started walking, taking steps. Um, it's pretty cool. Like, seeing her interact. Yeah. And, and, like, she'll say bye. And we heard her say, like, love you the other day, like, which is pretty cool. That is really cool, um, man. It's Tommy has a beautiful family. He's got he's got a, a wife, a beautiful wife, and, and a little girl. Yeah. And, and, and they're... Pretty, as you would say, blessed. Yes. Um, yeah. Fortunate lucky to be in the situation I'm in in life. I know there's a lot of people that have it worse off, which is it's really hard to stay positive, but you gotta stay positive yeah. in every situation, because um, one of my... You're better at that than me, man. I, 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 you, and you rub off on me in that way, like when you and I get around each other, I feed off some of your energy and your, your positivity, like right. I'm, po- I'm sure of that. You gotta be positive, man. That's what I want to be known for. Oh, yeah. But I... I think one of my other big influences for this, and I know you, probably yours are as well, more down the road, but is Mike Epps. And Mike Epps did a stand-up on Netflix, and he was talking about like what we were just talking about, problems. And he was like, what if you laid down all, everybody laid down all their problems, and then you had to pick up some. You think some people would pick up your problems before their problems and run off yeah. with them? And I was like, damn, that's deep. Yeah. Like, because I feel like you do... I mean, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You're going to have some down moments and some stressful moments. Yeah. But I'm sure somebody out there has probably got it worse. Like, the, world is a, the world is a fascinating place, man. America's great, but dude, what would it be like to spend like a week in like, I don't know, Dubai, uh, Dubai or um, I don't know, Korea mm-hmm. or... I mean, you spent some time abroad. You, sp- yeah. you spent time in England um, mm-hmm. and you spent time in some different parts of the U.S. that I've never been... To period. Sure. Um, tell me about that, because I know that's weird, like di- being in a different country or a different state. It's just, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, different ways so of life. I, yeah. Different cultures. So, yeah. You know, I've been to. So I went to school in England for a year, right, in college, and then after that, just traveled Europe a little bit because I had a German girlfriend for a hot minute. So I was in Germany for a hot Ooh, minute. We have to tell me about that later. Yeah. Uh, I squired a young lady. A young vixen was yours to be had, and you did what you had to do to let her know that you will be around when she needs you the most. The most. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so yeah, that girl, I took her to Belgium. Um, mm. I met her in Belgium. London. Yeah, mm, yeah, beautiful place, I'm sure. Yeah, I went, we went to Bruges and, and Brussels. So. In Bruges, in Bruges, yes. and, then I, and I, you I, had a white wine with a tremendous behind. A kerfuffle and a whiffle. God, dude. Um, 
So yeah, and I've hiked Scotland. Uh, See, that's where my family's heritage from. Yeah, yeah. And I want to go there. Go into that, please. Tell me about that, because my, I mean. So I hiked the Isles of Scotland, mm. like the what's called the Outer Hebrides, like the, the mountains there, and then like the Isles. Now on the coast. Yeah, yeah, and then the Isle of Skye. So there's there's Isles Beautiful. kind of off mainland Scotland, and. Uh, yeah, hiked the Isle of Skye, and then uh, the most beautiful place I might have ever been on Earth, and this is true, is, it was in Scotland, is a place called Bembecula, and it's on an island, and it's because I had such a, a really surreal moment there, which uh, I won't like dive deep into, but long story short, I could see stars, mm. um, like I was on an island so I could see stars going all the way, the sky's so clear there's no light pollution, all the way from this horizon to that horizon, and one of them is water and one is land. And uh, it, it's just so wild. It's just you and then maybe like 50 other humans within miles and then the chickens or whatever and goats and sheep that live on the island that people live off of. Natural. Yeah. All natural, natural, boy. The old way of life, boy. <laughs> the way we live. Natural abilities. <laughs> right. Your grandfather lived. He grandfather lived for him. Yeah, boy. One time. Dude. Different cultures is amazing, man. Like, it's... Uh, that, I think it was Mark Twain that said, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm BSing this, but, like, that travel cures prejudice. And I kind of believe that, right? You go see other people's way of life, and you go, maybe mine's not the best way. Like, maybe, mm-hmm. like, people think it's ridiculous that I eat Cheetos from a bag with artificial mm-hmm. powder on them or whatever, right? Like, mm-hmm. so you have to... You get new context on your own life, and you get to appreciate other ways of life. Mm-hmm. And it helps you love other people more. I don't think you could have said that better. I think marrying into a Latin culture, growing up around, a, you know, seeing the African-American culture. Our, my school had a lot of people that would come there from, like, we would have foreign exchange students from Brazil. Yeah. Um, like, Asian. Like, it's really cool to be around different cultures. And I agree with what you said, like, you learn, like, yeah. and you can grow from that, which is... And you went to more of a city school, so you were actually exposed to... I went to, to a city school, yeah, boy, <laughs> I did. <laughs> I hate going down, down to city school while I'm down there, and, uh, you know... <laughs> no, City school, boy. Now, <laughs> so, my son goes to the county. Yeah, well, yeah, I definitely went to a county school. Tell they me about that. They want no city. Southwest Virginia, is that right? Yeah, yeah. So just over, yeah. just over the line. I almost feel like I'm from there, being associated with you hooligans in the. Yeah, so there's the, a crop uh, of us from Lee County that like squatted up that that like we all met in JC. That's how we met, you know, some Knoxville boys and JC boys, Chattanooga boy, boy, young boy, old Danny, old Man. Danny Chattanooga. Tell. And we're all we're about to reunite with a lot of college friends for yeah, a man. friends bachelor party in Asheville, North Carolina, which is a beautiful city. Um, if you get a chance to visit like North Carolina, the Appalachian Mountains, drive from Johnson City to Asheville, and go buy a meal in both of those cities. It's worth it. But yeah, so Asheville, we're we're all um, we spent a lot of time there in college, and it got out of control. If I'm being quite honest, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, well, some things were legal in North Carolina that weren't legal in Tennessee, so sometimes you just got to make a trip. Couldn't some, have said it better. Couldn't have said it better. That's right. So, yeah, we're going to Asheville this weekend to celebrate uh, a friend of ours who's getting married. 
Um, he's an old friend of mine. He's like, I grew up next to him, literally next to him, right? Uh, he, he was like two houses up in Dryden Heights. Uh. Dryden Heights. Rip it. Um, do, you, do you want another drink? No, I'm good. Okay. All right, I'm, I'm going to sip here. So, yeah, he, he's getting married. Uh, when is he getting married? November? Uh, October. October. Late October. Late October, like okay. Um, so, yeah, we're about to throw down this weekend. And I, I'm stalling a little bit just because I don't know what I'm, I don't know what I can say. I don't know the statute of limitations on the on the debauchery we're about to endeavor into. It's going to be interesting. Um, there's going to be some limits that are tested. Um, oh, yeah. As, as to, we've, we've uh, prefaced before, you know, the Always Sunny episode where they scream into the pillow, there's going to have to be a few of those. <laughs> yeah, we need it. We I'm going to get so pillow. frustrated at some point, I'm going to have to scream into the pillow. And then yeah. maybe so excited, I'll have to scream into the pillow. But it's going to be an interesting weekend, to yeah. say the least. So how many guys are coming? Do we know, total? I think there's like 11. 11? Which is, I'm, glad, I'm not in control. I'm That's not in control. Yeah. I'm just um, getting a bed. Yeah, I'm going to get in there and just muscle and make sure I get a bed. To, to quote the Funkadelic, I don't, I don't lead, I follow. I follow. I, like I don't that. make the rules. I follow, baby. Funkadelic. Dude, I bought Outcast, so I just bought this new car, I told you. Um, it looked good. It looked yeah. like you were about to court some young mis- mistress around town. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, that's a that's a Philly hauler mm-hmm. right there. Yeah, you've got one a, seat, and that's for, for somebody's daughter. Um, I, I shouldn't have said it like that. I, <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have said it like that. No, done did it. But that you sent me a picture of your car... And to describe it, it's just this white sports car. I'm not really sure what brand it is. It looks very nice. Um, but you'll be about town in that, and it will be something to be seen. And oh, yeah. um, just don't squeal the tires. Oh, I, I, I won't. Drive it with class. Um, roll down the window and let people... But uh, I bought an Outcast CD to keep in it. Mm. Just to feel fly. Mm-hmm. Feel flyer. AT aliens. Yeah, AT aliens is right. Mm. Elevators. You want to storm Area 51? I, you know, here's my thought. So I, I live in Utah, as as Tommy mentioned before, and I work down in Lehigh, Utah, which is where the NSA is, uh, right? So you're well, talking about Area What's that? The NSA. What's that? The, the National Wait. Socialist Association. For real? No. Okay. Uh, National Security Agency, mm. and uh, that's who Ed Snowden used to work for, right? Uh. And <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I, don't know. I don't know. I don't read the newspaper. Uh, fact check. <laughs> Snow, but Snow said it. I don't know. I don't know. So okay. So the NSA is down there. Um, so I, I keep an eye on them, you know, like I'm not, I'm, I'm less concerned with Area 51, I'm more concerned with supercomputers and quantum computing in NSA. Quantum physics. And yeah. So the, the NSA actually uses like 30% of the water supply down in Lehigh, Utah. What I think they're doing is, is cooling quantum computers, which interests me uh, deeply, <laughs> but, but I don't, oh, I mean, what, what do you I, I'm not speculating or anything. I think that's a pretty reasonable conclusion to come to. All but. this is flying completely over my head. Okay. Well, anyway. Uh, I just want to storm Area 51, buddy. I you, want to okay. mix it up. I want to <laughs> mix it up want. with the locals, man. Okay. I, just okay. like we're about to do this weekend, I want to mix it up. Man. You want an alien rib. How, how do you feel about aliens? Um, Just a general point of view. I think it's silly. Or extraterrestrial life. I think it's silly to think that we're the only life in the universe, but I'm not sure how big the universe is, and I'm not sure if we have multiple realities. 
So that's interesting. Yeah, I can't can't speak to it. But there's probably uh, other life. I don't know that like the way we conceive of aliens as little green men is probably wrong. Yeah, I think there's been some really cool movies that attempted uh, to to make aliens cool, like Octopi, or like uh-huh. make them communicate with Predator. sound. Yeah, Predator. Yeah, uh-huh. Predator's still kind of humanist. You know, humanoid. somebody told me one time that um, Predator was filmed in East Tennessee. Like in the mountains, uh, and then my dad, and then my dad. When I was younger, I don't know if he was just messing with me, yeah, or if he was being for real. He's like, "Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you should live right there on the on the lake." And we <laughs> drove past this house, and man, this house was large. Yeah, I was yeah. like, "Okay, that could be true." And then I heard that Predator was filmed there, and dude, I used to tell people, man, I'd be like, "Dude, did you know that Arnold and Carl Weathers were up there in the woods?" getting crazy and then one day I looked it up and it was filmed in Mexico yeah yeah, Mexico what are you gonna do big letdown big letdown but you know where uh, I still feel like it was filmed there in the in the woods of East Tennessee in the hills in the hills yep Mm -hmm. right up there so in the hills of Asheville where we're headed Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of movies have like been filmed at the built deliverance down there yeah and Deliverance was filmed in Asheville was it no, really I don't know uh, I was just trying to agree with you because you seemed like you knew what you were talking about no, you seemed confident we need to look that up because that, dude that's a crazy film have yeah, you seen yeah. that Deliverance yeah, yeah sure it's been several years but man that's a let's that's see a let's see if the film. Google machine can just tell me right off if it can't we'll, we'll get back to it but cuss it out where was Deliverance the movie filmed mm, good question According to Wikipedia, the canoe scenes were filmed in the Tallulah Gorge southeast of Clayton and on the Chattooga River. <laughs> this river. Did- All right. They well, just wanted to tell you about that scene. Georgia. 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 Can we listen to Montel Williams earlier? Oh my God. Yeah. Well, I mean, we <laughs> it's a sound we do, Well, I think man. we went we went from like Montel Williams <laughs> to Cypress Hill to some house music. To, yeah, Tom, I don't know. Tom's got, a hell of a DJ, by the way. It, I just it, gotta say, he's got some rickety rick fingers. It's it's we're, nasty. We're all over the all over the place with the music selection, but that's good. Balance is good. Cheers. Yeah, I'm man. Cheers. I'm gonna go have to get some water, man. I need to hydrate, man. I don't wanna, I don't wanna hydrate yourself. I tell pull. you what, we could take a break. I gotta go see a man about a horse anyway. Yeah, you gotta step outside. You had something you had to tend to. Yeah, a little somebody, business. Somebody's knocking at the door. Somebody's in the area. You gotta somebody's, look. somebody's knocking. I'm gonna gotta go. Look. I'm gonna go. Gonna ask him how you need, he wants it done, and he's gonna tell you right yeah. off the bat. He'll let you know the expectations for being in the family. <laughs> and if you don't have expectations, you don't have representation when you're in the streets. If you don't and have representation in the streets, you might as well just call you a yeah, sucker. You're yeah. a sucker, you might as well quit and go to Canada. <laughs> you're not going to survive in South Jersey long, kid. Right there, right there. Oh, yeah. Who is that? Um, so that is who was that? That is Dime a Dozen. Mm. Dime a Dozen on Spotify. Yeah, that that man at the door. He didn't he didn't want nothing. He didn't need nothing. He's trying to sell Bibles. I had a no soliciting sign out there. Yeah, well, I should have socked him right in the jaw. Sell Bibles. You think that should be given away for free? Bibles. Yeah, I was just thinking of an old Flannery O'Connor like short story. There's this, there's this old boy comes around selling Bibles, and 
there's this woman that lives with her mom and she's crippled and she's got like a fake leg and uh, <laughs> he takes her up in the barn, acts like he's going to lay her down, and steals her fake leg. <laughs> what? He's got a bunch of Bibles. He said he was selling Bibles. He opens a Bible, and the page is cut out in a whiskey bottle in it. And oh, my God. He was, just, he was an old crooked man running the road, <laughs> getting over on people. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Hustling and bustling, huh? Dude, you made me think, though, like, what? That when you're playing those tunes, what what are you listening to these days? Like what's what's in your rotation? Rotation, dude. Chew, Chewy, that? Chewy, and Triz. I've been playing a lot. Been listening to some old Fifty Cent. <laughs> um, I bet you have. Yeah, you know I'm always on that, dude. I remember J Electronica. Um, man, that Exhibit C. I dude, think I shared that. I shared that with you. I saw him at Bonnaroo at 2 p.m. in the middle of the day, and this dude had more energy than I've ever seen. Yeah. He just tore it down. He's nasty. That was one of the boy. best shows I've ever seen. Not one of the best I've ever seen, but like yeah. a tremendous show. Like, um, dude, I've been listening to Slightly Stupid. I really enjoy them. Yeah, yeah. Um, reggae band. Duke DeMont, um, this Never DJ heard. that okay. I stumbled upon. Um, I just like his style. Um, I've been listening to like podcasts. Been trying to work out. Been trying to stay fit. You do look lean. I must say you look you, you look lean and one, sinewy. One hundred sixty-eight and one half pounds. Oh, not not quite fighting weight, but definitely dunking weight. You need to cut a couple of beasts there, guy. <laughs> No, you don't need to cut any LBs, man. You look good. I, I mean, they're for real. Like, you're, you're lean. You look at that. Look at that forearm. Look at that forearm. You got a Popeye right there, boy. Yeah. Just drinking that spinach. Drinking. Spinach. I think intermittent fasting is a topic that we need to talk about one day because that's what I, I lost. You're on that. Yeah, yeah. I weighed 200 pounds, and then at the year mark, after just intermittent fasting, like I don't know, maybe even four to five times a week. Um, drinking water more, soda less, and eating less bread, less dairy, I got down to 165. And I got down there, wasn't even within a year, it was like six or seven months. And then I kind of plateaued out about like 168, 169, 170. Yeah. But dude, I feel so much better. Like, And I feel like it gives my body a break. I feel like I've had digestive issues and like fasting sure. sometimes resets everything. I don't know. It's pretty cool. It's a topic yeah. we need to get in, into one day. I heard we should because I have a very poor diet and I have many things I could learn from you. I, I'm a work. I'm a workaholic in most people's eyes. So like I just go hours without eating if it doesn't go with my work schedule or what I need to be doing. And it's unhealthy. Your schedule. My schedule. God. I live and die by the Google Calendar, man. Well, you can throw the diet out the motherfucking window because this <laughs> weekend it's it's all there's. No oh, I got rules. no agendas. This there's weekend. no rules. There's no rules this weekend. It's gonna get out of control. Uh huh. Yeah. I think we should tip. We should stop by the police station. And just give them a hundred a hundo spot. Just for goodwill. A hundred. Turn your back. A hundred dollars. <laughs> turn your back. You ain't gotta turn your back. Put it in the volunteer fund. Because I can't. I, I can't. You know, represent. You know, fellow friends in the court of law, because I'm not a bird law of lawyer. You're not a law degree. <laughs> You're not a bird law of lawyer. <laughs> I, I don't have a I don't have a law degree. Is what I'm interested. I, be, I know. I believe you. I've... I didn't graduate from law school, <laughs> but I mean. But you did graduate from ETSU. That's true. A tremendous university. A tremendous place. All right. Well, I think uh, we need to, we need to sign off here, and we need to call this episode one. 
Installment one. Installment one. I like it. I think this is installment. We talked about that earlier. And the the word, the, some words are just powerful. And installment, <laughs> yeah, that's powerful. Because installments are always easy. You, you ever heard of a hard installment? Never, not <laughs> once. You've heard of easy installments, right? <laughs> and this goes down. This goes down easy. So, uh, <laughs> a, a hard installment. A hard installment. <laughs> Maybe that's the name of the, the new name of the podcast. All right, we'll give you <laughs> hard installment with Tommy B and AC. Next Not week's hard installment. It's coming. It's coming to you. <laughs> He's not into school. He never was into school. <laughs> Ever since I, they pushed reading on him. <laughs> they pushed it on him. <laughs> he never was a reader. He never wanted to be <laughs> Literacy on our kid at school. <laughs> He'd come home with them goosebumps oh. books, and the pastor never liked it. I never liked it. <laughs> Can you believe they wanted him to go to high school? <laughs> <laughs> he never was interested in those. Every students. word he needs to know, Deacon Markin can read to him on a Wednesday night. <laughs> God, that is too much. Are you saying you're going to take a shit first? Um, I'm, I'm okay right now. Okay. Uh, but I could... <clears throat> I will take some sugar. Oh, Lord. <laughs> that was too much. I think we're ready. Yeah.